Amin, amin, amin. Ya Allah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Blessings, O oh Allah. May your blessings pour upon us, upon the, the messengers, the mothers, the uh, crown and the, the jewel of the messengers, Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa and um, upon each one in, in their own beauty and, and shining radiance, and upon your friends, and upon your friend, Musafir Ashki Aziz al-Jarahi, upon your friend, Noor al-Anwar Malik al-Jarahi, upon your friend, Hasrati Pir Muhammad Nuruddin al-Jarahi, his mother, Amina Taslima, and upon all your friends, Milan Jalaluddin Rumi, Shamsi Tabrisi, Ibn Arabi, uh, Abdul Qadir Gailani Rabia Duwiya, Alhamdulillah. I'd like to begin uh, the Juma today with um, reading the Salawat of Abdul Qadir Gailani, Rahmatullah, called The Most Splendid Treasure. So, so down further. And uh, once uh, during uh, one of Effendi's visits, he was in, the, in our house uh, on 82nd Street. And he was sitting at, he would sit in front of this big table that was on the landing. Um, the staircase would come up to a, a, a wide landing and he would sit behind. So everyone he would see coming up. And then everyone would gather around. So um, on one of those occasions, he opened a book of salawats he had and uh read it and said, this is a very blessed salawat. And so this is the one I'm going to read to you. Oh, and I, I'll read it in translation. Oh, beloved Allah, please bestow your most excellent prayers eternally and your most bountiful favors everlastingly <clears throat> and your purest salutations graciously and abundantly upon the most noble of humanity the union of all realities of faith, the Mount Sinai of the unveiling of spiritual perfection, the cradle of the mysteries of divine mercy, the bridegroom of sublime sovereignty, center jewel of the necklace of prophecy, commander of the army of the messengers, leader of the caravan of ennobled prophets, most excellent of all creation, bearer of the banner of highest glory, holder of the reins of the most exalted splendor, witness to the secrets of eternity without beginning, beholder of pre-eternal lights, truthful interpreter of the language of eternity, fountain of knowledge, gentleness, and wisdom, Revealer of the secret of divine generosity, manifesting in this realm and overflowing all bounds in hereafter. Pupil of the eye of existence, both heavenly and earthly. Soul of the bodies of both realms. Soul of the bodies of both realms. Soul of the body of both realms. Eye of the life of both worlds. Realizer of the highest degrees of servanthood manifesting the virtues of the desired stations, the supreme intimate friend and most noble beloved, our master Muhammad, son of Abdullah, son of Abdul Muttalib. And um, 
going to add uh, son of Amina. And O oh Allah, bless all of your prophets and messengers, the angels near your throne, and all your righteous servants among the people of the heavens and the people of the earths. Bless them whenever the remember remembers you, and whenever the heedless neglect your remembrance. And greet them with peace, and may Allah be pleased with all the companions of the Messenger of Allah. Amin, 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 alhamdulillah. What a glorious salawat. And um, maybe on a, another occasion we can delve into it more. Some of the uh, the names and attributes um, given to, to the Prophet in, on, in Abdul Qadir Kailani's uh, tongue. So uh, I would like to begin with uh, the Prophet's advice to his companions. And uh, it is this. One of his, one of his many. Hold yourself accountable before you are held accountable. Hold yourself accountable before you are held accountable. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So this is um, advice. It's also advice given in, in the Quran that we should make census of ourselves. We should examine ourselves. Ibn Arabi, uh, Rahmatullah said that every night he would um, literally write down what he felt were his um, more uh, luminous uh, actions and those which uh, he didn't approve of, which, which he felt were blameworthy. And he felt this was a very important part of his practice. And so we can see that it's all part of self-awareness of the saying, of the teaching, uh, know yourself and know your Lord. So this is the aspect of knowing ourself where we know limitations, where we are aware of our actions and, um, and aware of Allah at the same time. So uh, seeing our actions, and we know Allah is the aware, the all aware, Ya Khabir. It says that Allah's awareness uh, extends to hearing an ant walking in the mid middle of the night, in the darkest part of the night. So let's just hear that. Let's tune our own awareness to that ant walking on the earth and what kind of footstep it would have. Uh, such a delicacy that we ourselves could not hear it. But it this phrase points or this example points to uh, the, the, the finesse, the uh, beyond almost material sensitivity uh, of the beloved uh, to all that manifests. And we can say Allah is, of course, present in all. And so that's uh, one of the ways of being present is, is through hearing, hearing everything seen everything. There are other uh, many places in Quran where it speaks of seen how Allah sees everything, 
how Allah knows everything. So the, the knower, the one who knows our inmost thoughts. So let's imagine ourselves, our inner universe, and um, our thoughts and see them like the ants coming. And so an ant in the middle of the night of our own thought. So even would we be aware of it? Well, probably not. Uh, except as we begin to attune ourselves uh, more finely. And so part of the path is this, this um, becoming more and more sensitive, more and more self-aware, um, and more and more conscientious and conscious. So uh, this um, allows us to connect to divine consciousness by tuning ourselves. Uh, to ourself. So the, the opposite would be, uh, uh, you know, becoming heedless, gafla, becoming, doing things without understanding why, doing things recklessly, being reckless, um, going beyond bounds. Yes. So, and, and as such, we tune ourselves to divine awareness to divine consciousness and conscientious. Conscientious is that aspect of consciousness that, that cares, that cares about others, that is aware of others. And, um, you know, what brings good to others, what is harmful for others, what is harmful for ourselves? Because ultimately we are another. We are, in, in terms of our ruh, in terms of our spirit, our nafs, our soul, and is another, just like all the others that we think of as others. So, um, so becoming more sensitive. And um, now I'm going to read to you a, a very beautiful, uh, another very beautiful hadith of the Prophet. I swear by him who holds the soul of Muhammad in his hand. So Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the one speaking. I swear by him who holds the soul of Muhammad in his hand that the most beloved of God's devotees are those who increase the love of God in the hearts of his devotees and make them beloved of God and who act with goodwill and sincerity toward another on earth. I swear by him who holds the soul of Muhammad in his hand that the most beloved of God's devotees are those who increase the love of God in the hearts of his devotees and make them beloved of God and who act with goodwill and sincerity towards one another on earth. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So what is the point of taking census of ourselves? What is the point of becoming aware of ourselves and, and regretting action? So the, the regret is part of the way we can uh, dissolve wrong wrong actions. We we ask forgiveness. So forgiveness is what comes and sweeps away. Is what comes and embraces us. And um, it's it's Allah's love, which you know says 
this is okay. This doesn't matter. I forgive you. I've always forgiven you. That beautiful um, account on the on the warriors of Badr. Uh, and I guess at times they would, I don't know, you know, if they did wrong actions, community would notice and and um, and descended a Hadith Qudsi into the Prophet's heart in which Allah says, I have forgiven them no matter what they do. They can do anything. I have already forgiven them. I have already forgiven them. And this is given to us too. It says that if we come, no matter how much our wrongdoings, if we come fully trusting in Allah's love and mercy, that we will be forgiven. And, and no matter what we do, we will be forgiven. Isn't that amazing um, to, you know, to truly contemplate that and to realize that and live that and then not only apply it to ourselves. Uh, and but to others also, so that you know it gives us a completely different understanding of this dimension in which we're living. I swear by him who holds the soul of Muhammad in his hand that the most beloved of Allah's devotees are those who increase the love of Allah in the hearts of his devotees and make them beloved of Allah and who act with goodwill and sincerity toward one another on earth. Mashallah. So how do we increase? Uh, we all desire this. <laughs> we, we all desire to be beloved or the most beloved of Allah's devotees. So uh, how do we increase love of Allah uh, in the hearts of the servants of Allah? Uh, by becoming that love, by becoming that mercy, by being kind. Because as soon as you are uh, embodying those qualities, uh, people's hearts open. Unless, of course, they're on, on the other side of the fence and maybe need a, a more difficult um, approach. But that's not really our affair here. Our affair is more with the lovers and the potential lovers and the potential dervishes in the world of which there are many, many, many. So um, to increase the love of Allah in the hearts is to speak uh, beautifully of Allah, to speak well of Allah. And um, and we know how many uh, people and souls, you know, churches and temples and places of, of worship that should be filled to overflowing uh, have, have sent people away because they've made God inaccessible and they've made Allah harsh. Uh, they've made um, the truth uh, unattainable. And so, um, and so people leave <laughs> because they feel there's, there's no water there. There's no life. There's no bread of life there. Let's go find it somewhere else or let's just lose ourselves. Let's, and so that can lead to despair. And as we know, uh, subtle despair will lead to, um, you know, desperate actions, and then can be the, the kind of chaotic and and um, selfish society. So, uh, by taking account of ourselves, and and that also means not just of our wrong actions, but taking account of our value 
in Allah's eyes, taking account of our ruh, of our spirit, of our higher uh, nafs, of the, the higher levels of our soul, of taking account of the fact that Allah brought us into creation uh, for this divine purpose of love. Um, that too. So, so we have the two together, the two hands, the one which is, you know, this sub sublime light and love, eternal love, and, and the other which is this mixture, these colors and shades of the earth. Um, and how amazing that is, that the light actually takes on color. And, and um, but through there we learn, through there uh, by we become humble, which is another beautiful uh, attribute. So uh, we become repentant um, or we become grateful because we're so grateful that, you know, we are not um, abandoned or we're so grateful that we're not excluded. So those who increase the, the, the love of God, so what, what the, the most beautiful, this is why the names are called the most beautiful names. This is not someone who decided. They are the most beautiful names. Allah is the most beautiful. I am beautiful and I love the beautiful. And I have created the beautiful and I have created everything perfect. So um, Allah is the most generous, the most loving, the most near. So this is why we're we're studying. This is why we're focusing and meditating, concentrating, and offering zikr and prayer. We're 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 participating in this glorious um, song or drama of love, which is Allah's love, and make them beloved of God. So that's another aspect. So make God beloved to them and make them beloved to God. That's very interesting. All are beloved to God, really. But in the divine drama, there is, you know, the, as we say, the, the approach, there's the distance, there's the, the two, the differences, the contrast. So there is a journey to take. There is a, um, a way to transform. There is uh, that alchemy. So as soon as a being starts loving God, they start becoming beloved of God, or they already are, they start recognizing that love in themselves. This is all where it's so finely meshed. There's Then there's almost no difference between God's love for them and their love for God. It's one love. It's truly one love. Pleasing to me. O soul, return, return to me, pleased and well-pleasing. So that uh, the soul, the servant and the Lord are, are merged and they share in these uh, states of beauty. And that's where you might say they come the closest uh, to uh, to this unity, and, and unless it goes into absolute fana, where then there is no consciousness, but where the servant uh, approaches through beauty, through transforming into beauty and love. Alhamdulillah. 
and who act with goodwill and sincerity toward one another on earth. And that reminds me of Hazreti Pierce, um, one of Hazreti Pierce's prayers where he says, you know, and um, inspire in us um, beautiful intention toward your servants. It's, it's one of the, the prayers in here. Let's see if I find it. Yes, here it is. Oh, Allah, move our tongues in praise of you and purify our hearts of all but you. Refresh our spirits with the fragrant breezes of your nearness. Fill our secret hearts with your powerful love and instill in our conscience the most beautiful intentions toward your servants. So this is uh, is, is um, directly flowering from, from this um, Hadith Qudsi, who act with goodwill and sincerity toward one another on earth. And this is why the mystic, I mean, this is one of the ways in which the mystic community uh, is, is such a guidance and, and, and such a practice. We can practice in our beautiful community uh, where we feel so close, uh, we can practice these the beautiful adab of the lovers, beautiful adab of Allah and the desire of Allah for us. Alhamdulillah. So let's have a moment of silence. And, and now I'd like to read um, a few lines from Sheikh Noor, uh, The New Light on Sufi Science, a little bit about uh, Sufi Science, higher levels, Hakika Marifat of Sufi Science, which always connect to Tariqat and Shariat. So there is no Hakikat and Marifat without Shariat and Marifat. How could we be on in, in truth or how could we be in mystic gnosis if we uh, do not have kindness and love in our hearts, which is a good deal of the Sharia, or if we do not have gratitude toward Allah and express that in some form of prayer or praise. With its purificatory energy, this spiritual maturation called Sufism truly restores the dignity of humanity. So, uh, let's relate this to the hadith we just read about um, our intentions and how um, how we express this love that Allah has for us and that we have for Allah. It it finds its expression in in the world and in uh, toward others and, and toward ourselves as other. The social world, including all the fanaticism and intolerance that manifests in every historical period finds itself englobed by the secret force of Sufism. So this is how we live in, in the world as Sufis, which is the animating substance of civilization. So Sheikh Noor is saying here that without Sufism or that the Sufi consciousness, uh, we, we wouldn't even have civilization. We probably wouldn't be here at all. In this search for the Holy Grail, 
among the Sufis, no insuperable obstacle exists. Thanks to the illumination provided by Sufi science, we become conscious of never existing except for and through the unique reality. So this is the <clears throat> highest level, is that we exist through the one and by means of the one. The spiritual combat against Satan, the perverter, is recognized as the combat against our own fantasies, which are very dangerous, but which lack any substantial reality. Um, how interesting that uh, Noor here equates the the rebel that with with our fantasies, so that and we know how our fantasies can uh, delude us. You know, either they can make us miserable or they can make us um, deluded. One must constantly begin anew the common task of Sufism. This constantly beginning anew through the continuous impulse of love for Allah, love for God, so there it is, the Hadith, and love for every creature in God, that's the Hadith, constitutes the steps of the sacred dance of Sufism accompanied by the rhythmic beat of the universal heart. In this dance, without description, the divine will reveals a cascade of surprises. So this is our, our everyday, this is a cascade of surprise, every moment, this cascade of surprise, if we're aware. So that's part of our becoming aware. This inexhaustible divine manifestation becomes our path to conscious harmony with essence. Isn't that fascinating? That the, the very aspects that we might think are of no importance at all, or the, you know, this, um, uh, this immense plenitude, superabundance of creation, divine events, and um, everything is a divine event, is our path to conscious harmony with essence. So uh, we can't avoid it. We can't just go to essence. We have to go through the, the, the life. We have to go through the divine attributes in ourselves and in others. Without an immediate acceptance of divine will, our perception and comprehension of life remains partial. Without conscious immersion in, in God, the universe appears as a multiple series of fleeting forms like fireworks, either meaningless or interpreted by egocentric expectation and speculation. So either you get the soul who's going to turn away from all this, who's dissatisfied with it because they can't find God here in all of this display, or you get the soul who uses it as a playground for their own satisfaction. Then the divine creation displays all of its richness and harmony as a dynamic unity in which contraries are embraced as a perpetually unique flow of transparent creativity and as a mystical flight of the one to the one through translucent veils of multiplicity as a mystical flight of the one to the one. So we can actually see our life as that way. So in uh, our journey, 
back to the source is the mystical flight of the one to the one through the translucent veils of multiplicity, which are our life, our life events, our constitution. Gradually, without our reasoning about it, we encounter the unknown, the ineffable, expressing itself directly through what is concrete, what is palpable. So Nora is saying here that through this practice, if we keep attending to it uh, and, and meditating in this way, uh, our being, then uh, eventually the essence will shine through all of the multiplicity and it will happen very subtly and, and spontaneously. This advent of direct perception and comprehension of essence is the charisma of Sufi science. What is generic or abstract disappears. So there is no generic or abstract in, in Sufism. Uh, it's interesting that the Western mind likes to think about you know, abstractions and um, and, and genera and turning everything into these structures, but it just disappears, all of that disappears into pure presence. It is no longer necessary to distance oneself from the world to retire into a hermitage. The engaged Sufi lives always contemplating not the reflected universe, but the essential plane of divine love. So that's amazing. So our contemplation is not, you know, as maybe an observer or a scientist or even natural scientists might observe all the interplay of events and how they connect and, uh, you know, create other uh, forms. And, uh, but for the Sufi, they're contemplating the essential plane of divine love uh, which is manifesting as all of this. So it's as our focus is on the divine love coming through and appearing as all of this. Every detail of existence manifests through and as love. Alhamdulillah. 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 So this, um, this is how we how we orient ourselves and and both on in the earth with the with the taking account of 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 what is earthly and a, and an awareness of of the divine and how the divine has completely appeared in earth as body as you and me and um, is living this one life. Alhamdulillah. Oh, oh Allah, increase us in 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 this awareness and increase us in in this in in filling with your love and and becoming love. Make us love. Make us live this life as the beautiful drama of love, where the the heart cries from the reed as the reed which is torn from its bed. That's part of our love, is that anguish of, of separation and the desire for uh, union 
and which will carry us through uh, all this uh, beautiful field of of divine attributes and names. Amin, amin, amin. Al-Fatih, Allahumma, Sanyana, Sayyidina Muhammad, Walani Sayyidina Muhammad, Wasabi wa Salam, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Rahman, Rahim, Maliki Yomitin, Iyakin Abudu, Wayakin Astain, Echdin Asarat Al-Mustakim, Sarat Al-Nadina Anamta Alayhim, Gaidam Magdubi Alayhim, Walitun, Amin, Amin, Amin. So the, the Prophet Muhammad, the Blessed, the Praiseworthy, is saying that the Beloveds are those who are focusing on love, are those who seek love and, and, and help others to find love in, the, in their own hearts. Uh, and, and these are the Beloveds, and who in turn become beloveds as they go out and, and spread this love. So this is really the work of the Sufi uh, is, is, is about this. And let's not forget the, the, the core and the honey uh, that is really the reason, the whole reason why we're here in existence. And then the reason why we we're drawn to, to this path or called to this path, the reason why we're alive, the reason why we breathe, it's for love. Alhamdulillah. Amin, amin, amin. Ya Allah, ya Allah, ya Allah. May we pray with beloved Moses who prayed my Lord, I have indeed wronged my own soul. Please forgive me. Forgive me. May we pray like that. So Allah forgave him. And Allah is all forgiving, all merciful. Oh Allah, please forgive us, make us aware, make us truly aware of both our eternal self, uh, the, the divine spirit in us, and make us aware of our soul, the, the form and the actions of our soul, O oh Allah, that we can turn to you with, with truth and sincerity and repentance, O oh Allah, and that we can, with all our being, um, ask for this renewal that, that you alone can give, for this replenishment, this fulfillment, this divine pleasure that comes from you into our soul. When we feel that these things are swept away and our original self is, is revealed, oh Allah, before your gaze, oh Allah, please forgive us, oh Allah, please forgive us, please forgive us and make us those who inspire love toward you in the hearts and, uh, and, and whom you love, oh Allah. May, may we take every moment on this dervish path, which is our life, and uh, may every moment be in praise of you, and, and may every moment bear, bear fruit, O oh Allah, for the good of, of all beings. Amin, 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 and for your pleasure. 
Dissuri Janabi has read a peer of Fatia, a lioness, Sayyana Sidna Muhammad, Ulani Sidna Muhammad. A Sabi was selling Bismillah, Mani Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Irabin Animin, Rahman Irahim, Manikiom Midin, Iakinabudu, Wayakinesta in. Ihtina Sarata Mustakim, Sarata Nidina and Umta Anehim, Gairum Magdubi Anehim, Wanetonin, Amin, 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 Amin. Oh, 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 Mashallah. Yes, we, we, we have to connect to our, ourselves and, and, um, truly be in ourself for then we can be uh, sincere human beings we can't be pretending to be something else and the way to do that is actually through love and so asking forgiveness is not an action outside of love it's pure love and it's wanting to receive Allah's love in this so that we can look at ourselves as what whatever moment comes up that we ask forgiveness for and essentially we ask for it to be transformed through love we we ask for allah's love despite this or maybe even because of it allah says that if you know if we that created us weak and if we did not commit errors it would remove all of us from earth and bring a people who would commit errors. So uh, it's everything is an, is an instance, is a means toward more love and, and should not be seen as something uh, shaming or uh, degrading, actually. Ele everything that is truly ele elevating, every, every moment can be elevating into more love. Alhamdulillah.